With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Here we go. Uh, post first round Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. It is great to have you in. Mike Guido here with you. Matt Catarazzolo as well. Um. Matt, even if this was a Monday, I was going to have you on because how could I not do this? Um, But the first round of the NFL draft was yesterday. I would say it was relatively hectic. There was some moves that were made that were very surprising. Chicago moving up and getting Justin Fields. Uh, Maybe the Jets trading from 23 to 14 to get Elijah Vera Tucker. I think there were a couple of moves uh, that were very interesting. So, we're going to discuss all of that today. We're going to give out grades. We're going to do all of that stuff. Uh, also, we'll sprinkle in a little bit of Aaron Rodgers stuff today. So before we get into that, I do want to remind you that Guido's Gridiron Blitz is sponsored by American Betting Experts, one of the largest licensed sports and casino vendors in the United States. What we've done is we've teamed together to provide special gaming offers to all Landry football followers and podcast listeners. So here's what you do. You go to our website, LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad that's located in the upper right side of the page. You pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. That's BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, all of those. Sign up and instantly receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. Let me repeat that. $100 to $1,000 in an account deposit match or a risk-free bet. It's that easy. Again, go to LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad located in the upper right side of the page and get in on the action with a special offer from American Betting Experts. That is American Betting Experts. Uh, okay, Matt, we've uh, before we get into draft stuff, let's talk a little bit about Aaron Rodgers um, because despite the first round of the draft being yesterday, I think if Aaron Rodgers gets moved, that's, that's, that's way more important <laughs> than the Broncos drafting a corner. Like, <laughs> it just is. You know yeah. what I mean? So, reportedly, and this, Adam Schefter came out with this yesterday, that Aaron Rodgers is apparently so disgruntled with the Green Bay Packers that he has told some within the organization, including teammates, executives, whoever, that he is not interested in coming back to the Green Bay Packers next year. Um, So, this is kind of... I think a two part conversation, right? Is he going to go somewhere? Is he actually going to be gone? And do you blame him for feeling this way? So I want to hear your thoughts on this. I personally 
do not blame him for even a little bit for feeling frustrated with the Packers. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I totally agree. It's 100% justified that Aaron Rodgers is upset with the, with the Green Bay Packers. I mean, if you needed a subtle reminder of their, of their draft history and their lack of acquiring offensive weapons, like just, just watch the draft last night. They took another corner. They took another defense. They took another defensive player. Right. So who's who's the one offensive player they've taken in the first round? It was a quarterback. It was Jordan Love. Right. So, I mean, think about it, man. Like, if you if you're if you're an if you're an NFL straight up, plain and simple. So they didn't just take a corner last night. They reached for a corner last night. Eric yeah. Stokes is not a first round pick. No, I don't think so either. So when you think about what when you consider all those other. Uh, factors in in determining why Aaron Rodgers feels like that it's really not super complicated like think about it it's not very it's not very hard to figure out why Aaron Rodgers wouldn't be happy now uh Brian Gutenkunst did say we're not trading him we're not trading the reigning NFL MVP it's not happening we're not trading Aaron Rodgers where have we heard this before recently very recently very recently where have we heard that before okay two situations Russell Wilson and and Deshaun Watson exactly but but the question remains, you know, are they going to have a choice? They might not have a choice. I don't think they do. So, so here's the thing. If obviously, obviously a GM is going to come out and say we're not trading our quarterback, especially when it's Aaron Rodgers. That's it's an, uh, that is a not tradable piece, okay? Yes. We get that. What's a GM supposed to say, right? Yeah, we're we're listening to offers. Stop. Obviously not. No, you're not. If you think because they they discussed uh Rodgers wanted an extension, and that whole situation uh, played out the way it did. He did not get one. We're really moving towards something that could be like nuclear in Green Bay. Something that is going to be real, real bad, right? Yeah. Yes. And no, I, I do not blame Aaron Rodgers one whatsoever for feeling the way that he does. He's been disrespected over and over again. Humiliated is, I think, the word that that Colin Coward used but the treatment for uh, to Aaron Rodgers by Green Bay was humiliated. They embarrassed Aaron Rodgers. They they have continuously failed to surround him or supplement him in any way with any sort of offensive help. It, it th- that's it, man. I, I think he's done in. I really do think he's done in Green Bay. Will that result in? A, will that result in a trade? We don't know. Is he gonna? Is he gonna hold? Is he gonna sit out the season? Maybe. I don't know. Is he gonna leave football? Is he just gonna host Jeopardy full time? There are so many like possible outcomes and none of them are good for green bay no this is just this is just crazy well i've been saying this for a while now and i i've i've said this for at least the past year and i think even the past two years you know this frustration with aaron Rodgers is not something that came out of the blue within contract negotiations it's just not there's a lot of built up negative energy that's going on with aaron Rodgers that stems from the organization's refusal of using primary assets to obtain talent that directly affects the performance of Aaron Rodgers, period, okay? They, last year, I say this all the time, okay, after the draft last year, the Green Bay Packers spent multiple draft picks on offensive players, not one of them was a wide receiver. They didn't draft. A, a, okay, Josiah Deguara is a, is a, is a blocking tight end, and they took him in the third round. 
Okay, AJ Dillon, the running back, they took in the second round. They took a, like they took a quarterback before they took a wide receiver. And last year's class <laughs> was one of the most loaded wide receiver classes in the history of the NFL draft, and they didn't take one. Like it absolutely blows my mind, and it's been going on for years that they've had this happen. Okay, Aaron Rodgers is watching Tom Brady have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown and Gronk and Tyler Johnson and, like, loaded with weapons. Patrick Mahomes with Hill and Kelsey and, you know, Demarcus Robinson and, I mean, Clyde Edwards-Alaire and all those guys. Like, these crazy rosters. Okay, he's watching Dallas. Well, They've got Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, like these crazy wide receiver cords. He said, I've never even had anything even kind of like that in my whole career. Like, it's a, like I'll have one really good wide receiver pretty much at a time, right? It's mm-hmm. Donald Driver. It's it's Jordy Nelson. Yeah. It's Devontae Adams now. Like, he usually has one really good wide receivers and then a bunch of meh. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers is just like, dude, I get eliminated. I, I I make the playoffs every year. I usually win a playoff game, but when it comes down to it, to the NFC Championship game or whatever, we get bounced because we don't have the talent offensively. Okay, I love it how even on the ESPN broadcast yesterday, you were hearing Lewis Riddick and Booger McFarlane and Mel Kuyper and guys like that saying, all right, Green Bay's up at 29. Everything's going on with Aaron Rodgers. What do you think they should address right now? Well, I really think an interior defensive lineman would really help. Like, a corner, I'm like, dude, can you finally? Like, Terrace Marshall is sitting right there. Elijah Moore is sitting right there. Like, go get your quarterback an actual weapon. Like, Aaron Rodgers is furious at you, and this is part of the reason. Yeah, when they when they signed when they re, when they shocked everyone and re-signed Aaron Jones and they gave him a four-year deal, I actually thought, wow, they might be turning a corner. They're actually keeping some of these guys around and then Aaron Rodgers. Corey Lindsley lock, and then they let Corey Lindsley go, and Jamal Williams is gone now. So, I mean, they got. A nice running back tandem, Devonte Adams, Robert Tanyan should have made a Pro Bowl. He was he he had a great year. And then it's the same guys: it's Valdez, Scanling, and and Alan Lazard. I mean, you just, shouldn't have oh. to rely like you shouldn't have to bank on hitting on a fifth round or sixth round guy. Right, right. Like Marcus Valdez Scantling is a fine player. He's a three or a four receiver. He was drafted in the fifth round. Do, spend a second round pick on a receiver. Right. Spend like honestly, trade up in the draft and go get Rashad Bateman or so. Like do something like that. Could yeah. you imagine? Okay, you and I had Matt Okada on last week, and he told us something that like blew my mind that we knew wasn't going to happen, but it would have been a match made in heaven. Could you imagine if Kadarius Tony landed in Green Bay? The perfect kind of receiver that they could have used. That route running ability, and you as a Giant fan, I'm sure are happy about it. But Kadarius Tony and that route running ability with the with Aaron Rodgers being able to fit balls into tight windows almost better than any other quarterback that's ever thrown a football in his life. Like what what is holding you back from making a good decision? Yeah. Like I just don't get it. Okay, they've dumped a ton of resources in defense, and that's all fine and good. But when your quarterback wants your your superstar face of the franchise doesn't need you in the slightest quarterback says hey you know what i think we could use a weapon 
don't draft a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, I, I can't find any fault on the side of Aaron Rodgers. I just can't. This is entirely the Packers doing. Entirely. I got so hot just now. I'm, I'm My hair is all, like, I don't even, uh, I'm backwards in the camera, so I can't even, like, You're fix good. properly. You're good. You look, you look uh, good. Thank you. Um, okay, so now that we've gotten that, um, let's talk about the draft last night. Yes. Um, so I do want to touch on, I do want to touch on every pick, and I, you know, I'll I'll take it by team. So it's not like, you know, we'll 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 hit the Jaguars first, but we'll talk about the Jaguars first and their second pick. Yeah. Um. So obviously the Jags had Trevor Lawrence number one, and the fact that first of all, the fact that every single year they run out like the full ten minutes on the first pick even if we know who it is, is the stupidest thing in sports. It's very frustrating. It is so fr- Like, stop wasting my time. We know it's Trevor Lawrence. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Roger Goodell should have said, the Jaguars are now on the clock. And they select, like, that should have been it, period. Um, but anyway, Trevor Lawrence goes to the Jags at number one. Uh, they stick at 25. And reuniting guys was kind of the theme of the night. It felt like, right. They bring in Travis ETN. And again, they have a, they had a thousand yard rusher last year. James Robinson ran for a thousand yards last year. So Travis ETN now is reunited with Trevor Lawrence. He's got, you know, ETN's kind of a, a, an Alvin Kamara type back. What did you make of it? Didn't understand it. Straight up, I, I did not understand why they would why they would bring in Travis Etienne, and and it again, it's not really super hard to to understand. If you're a one in fifteen team, you can't convince me that you're wasting that that you take a running back with your second first round pick, a, a an extremely valuable pick, and you take a position that was really your only strength last year. Yeah. Think about it. The, right. the, the Jaguars had have, let's not make any mistake, have glaring needs in a lot of places, all over the place, on offense and defense, right? Running back is not one of them. Not one of them. They no. they even signed Carlos Hyde to kind of supplement that position, right? You're right. James Robinson was tied for fifth in the league with rush in, in rushing yards. Over a thousand is undrafted rookie. The guy was just great. I mean, a diamond in the rush. A diamond in the pounder. He's a pounder, that guy. Exactly. And 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 you take a running back, a running back at one in 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got Lawrence. Great. Fine. Awesome job. The easiest decision you'll ever have to make in your lives. And then you take I listen, I, I don't care that they're being reunited. That I don't that doesn't do anything for me. He's a running back. But running backs don't have to have a special relationship with the quarterback. He's handing you the ball. <laughs> I can hand you the ball. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. You don't need to do that. Like you don't need to do that. I, I'm sorry. That Lawrence pick is an A plus. The ETN pick was a a C at best. And that that is not a knock on ETN at all. You you just said it. ETN is is incredibly talented. He was the RB one in a lot of in a lot of analyst eyes. He was my RB one. But fit wise, need didn't understand it. I I don't get it. I really didn't. 
You know, so, here's here's the thing. Didn't, didn't like that. I actually disagree with you a little bit. I actually like it. And the reason why is because I do think that reuniting it plays at least somewhat of a factor, right? Even if it doesn't play a factor necessarily on the field, it definitely plays a, 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 a factor off it, right? In the locker room, there's more camaraderie there. And most guys get along anyway. But there's at least some increased sense of brotherhood there. So that's the cool part. The other thing that is, though, is that James Robinson as a running back was very good last year, but he can't do everything, right? Travis Etienne is a between-the-tackles, great in open space, can catch the ball out of the backfield type of player that Trevor Lawrence already has chemistry with. So I think the pick, I, I, I'm not going to say that I love it, but I do like it to the point where I, it's going to depend on how they use him. Right. If they use him as, okay, he's just going to be a three down back or he's going to be a guy that splits carries or something like that. No, you can't use him like that. You got to line him up in the slot. You got to do other different things with him. You got to run two running back sets. I think that you could do a lot of different things with him. And I think that's what Urban Meyer is is, is trying to do. So I don't know. I don't hate it. I, I did not hate it. Um, all right. Let's talk about the Jets. So the Jets, I think yesterday the Jets might have had the best draft out of everybody. They did so incredibly well, I can't even believe it. So they get Zach Wilson at number two. That was a given. Then they give up. They move from 23 to 14 with Minnesota. They give up two third-round picks, and but they get a fourth-round pick back. So, and they end up with Elijah Vera Tucker, who may be the safest bet as an offensive lineman in the whole draft. I absolutely loved what the Jets did. What do you think? <clears throat> yeah, uh, I love the move for Tucker. I really thought that was great. Uh, shocking, but I think necessary. They firm up the interior offensive line. They have now yep. Becton and Vera Tucker protecting their franchise quarterback. That's great. Smart. Good job. I, I still, even after the first round's over, I still really don't know how I feel about Zach Wilson. I can't get the, the fact that he just blew chunks against good teams. Like, to say that he was, like, not as productive against teams with a 10-plus win record, that's a gross understatement. He was yeah. horrible. Okay? Horrible. Okay. Yeah. One in seven, one in seven touchdown to interception ratio. Okay. Oh, and six against teams that were that had 10 plus wins or oh, and five, whichever one. I, I, I'm sorry. He was not my QB two in this class. Like I, he just wasn't. There's was, a lot of, there's, there's a lot of things to like about him, but a lot of questions as well, but you know, that's with any quarterback. So maybe that's an unfair criticism, but there's something about him that I, I do think with this situation, if you heard uh, the phone call that Robert Sala made with him when, when he got the call, he said, this organization is going to lift you up. It's not going to be the other way around. That made me feel really good. It instilled a lot of confidence in me and in Robert Sala's head coaching abilities and it solidified what we all knew is that he's a master motivator that I think is going to be a great head coach. Right. Yeah. So if that's true, if, if the organization is going to develop Zach Wilson, he's got weapons around him now, right? Yeah. They, they, so there, there's Davis, there's Mims, there, there's there's pieces there, right? Firm up the offensive line, that's fine. Sure. I, I I do think he can succeed. Do I think he will? There, that's remain that remains to be seen. But Wilson, out of all the quarterbacks, makes me the most nervous. Yeah, I, I think he does for me too. I, I think Wilson has the. I think he's got a, an incredibly high ceiling, but he also has an incredibly low floor. 
Yeah. Um, this could be a total bust. But at the same time, again, what Joe Douglas has done, it has, if he's done anything, he has definitely stabilized the Jets. Definitely. Absolutely. Totally stabilized them. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't view the Jets as a dysfunctional organization right now. I just don't. Okay. They hired Robert Sala. Good move. Okay. Drafting O lineman. Good move. They're making responsible decisions. Okay. And also wouldn't surprise me is if they have the, the second pick in the second round uh, today. Wouldn't surprise me if they were to trade back today and accumulate the picks that they lost in the Elijah Vera Tucker trade. So it wouldn't surprise me there. But again, the thing that I give the Jets credit for, and I've said this for a while, is if you were going to move off Sam Darnold, you needed to be confident that the guy that you're drafting is a superstar. And from everything I've heard, they absolutely love Zach Wilson. They love Zach Wilson. First of all, he's not he's a grown-up. He's not going to be a character issue, right? He's he's looks like he's the most innocent guy that's ever been born. He just he does. He looks like he wouldn't squash a bug. But at the same time, there's also okay, he played like crap against Coastal Carolina. He really struggled against top-tier competition. But I will say, you know, again, you could say that about a lot of different college quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes had a losing record at Texas Tech. So Everything changes once you get to the NFL. And again, Robert Sala is going to bring in a guy who's going to run a very similar style of offense that Kyle Shanahan ran. So Zach will and Zach Wilson is made for that kind of offense. So I think it could also be it could also go very well uh, for the Jets. So I like what they did uh, as well. All right. The 49ers. So I you and I had this discussion. This is where the draft was going to start. Right. Was it was everything was going to depend on who the Niners took at three. So I, you know, I, I give credit to myself because my final mock draft was actually pretty good yesterday. Um, at least mine was awful, especially towards the end. I got Quiddy Pay to the Colts, right? I got Caleb Farley to the Titans, right? Najee Harris to the Steelers, right? I got Greg Rousseau to the, to the Bills, right? I got a bunch of those picks. Um, I nailed a bunch of those picks. I had Rashad Bateman going 27, but I had him going to the Bears. You know, I, I got a bunch of picks right. Jalen Phillips at 18, I got right. But anyway, just my little, you know, brag about myself because I'm so amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but Trey Lance goes to the Niners at number three. And I honestly, if I were the GM, that's the decision I would have made. Trey Lance is a better player than Mac Jones. He just is. Okay. And Trey Lance in that Kyle Shanahan offense can be absolutely frightening frightening. So I love that the Niners did that. And I knew once the Niners did that, I was like, all right, well, I guess the Cowboys aren't getting Kyle Pitts because he's going to go to Atlanta. But uh, Trey Lance goes to San Francisco at number three. I absolutely love it. What do you think? Yeah, I loved it too. And you got to remember, like if you're in the NFC West, you got Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, and now you got Matthew Stafford here. Those are just, those are guys. Those are established guys here. And you need special, you need special, right? I yes. don't see I, I don't see special with Mac Jones. I see potential for special with Trey Lance. And if yes. anyone's gonna bring that potential out of him, I think it's it's Shanahan. And I, I'm glad I, I mocked that correctly, Lance of the 49ers. And I think that was the best case scenario. I think that was the best possible outcome for San Francisco. Yeah. It was not taking a, a chance on Mac Jones saying, like, no, they, we like him better. No, get Lance. Lance, I think, is the better player, and they did, which was a great decision. So uh, I'm I'm super excited to watch that. That's just gonna be that's gonna be fun. So I was right about 
uh, the Falcons because I genuinely thought they were going to take a quarterback if Trey Lance was there, but Trey Lance was not there, and they completely opted out of taking a quarterback altogether. They took Kyle Pitts. And as much as it broke my heart, right, because it did, it really yeah. did break my heart because I would buddy. love to see Kyle Pitts with a star on his helmet. I tried but to warn. I tried to warn you. You did try to warn me, and I didn't listen. But um, Kyle Pitts to Atlanta. He doesn't fill their need because offensively they're still going to be very highly productive. Defensively they are atrocious. But mm-hmm. you know what? Arthur Smith has a great history with tight ends. Kyle yeah. Pitts is going to work there. Yeah, using uh, Arthur Smith's history, using guys like Johnny Smith and Delaney Walker, he likes using a lot of those two tight end sets. So uh, if you're looking at Kyle Pitts and Hayden Hurst, right, and then you still got to worry about Julio and Calvin Ridley, that that there's not many defenses that's going to be ready for that combination. It's going to be very tough to stop. So Kyle Pitts, need or no need, is going to make your team better. So even if, you know, the quarterback maybe could have been an option, but this was not a mistake. This is an A. This is an A plus pick. Kyle Pitts is just going to be a. He's going to be a monster. What yeah. do they do at running back? Atlanta uh, they, doesn't really have a running back, do they? Because Gurley's not back. Mike Davis, they signed from Carolina. The guy that took over for McCaffrey. I, I guess that's that's the guy. I know Ito uh, Smith is no longer there. Um, so I, I guess yeah, I guess Mike Davis. They're they're they've never really been a heavy look, rushing team. Look for so. them to 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 draft one. Yeah, maybe game. maybe like Javante, maybe like Javante Williams or Michael Carter if one of them falls. Yeah, something like that. They could go for somebody like Trey Sermon in the third or fourth round. Can you imagine Javante Williams too. Javante Williams. Javante Williams is a monster. Javante, we, uh, there are a lot of people that thought Javante Williams was going to go round one. So I, I was one of them. Yeah, you really did have a feeling about that that Javante Williams was going to go round one. One of the um, ones. I think he's going to go early round two. He is going to yeah. go very early round two. Yeah. Um. Okay, number five. This was controversial now. Cincinnati at number five. They You, you were right. Penny you were, you were right. They reunited Joe Burrow with, with Jamar Chase. Yep. And again, I look, this is relatively deep tackle class, right? By the time the Bengals get up, you know, if they want to take tackler interior offensive line, they could still get Creed Humphrey. They could still get Landon Dickerson. They could still get Sam Cosme or Tevin Jenkins or you know, Liam Eikenberg or, or any of these guys, like these guys are still going to be available. They could still uh, beef up the offensive line to protect Joe Burrow. They're just not getting the, the, the incredible left tackle talent in Penny Sewell, which I can make the argument. They didn't really need a left. Ta- Jonah Williams is a fine left tackle, right? It's really the rest of the line that needs work. Mm-hmm. So I liked it. I, I don't know. I, 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 the more I, thought about it the more time went on I liked Jamar Chase to the Bengals yeah I I don't think I would have been super surprised with either one with Sewell or Chase no. uh, in my mock I had like a I had Sewell slash Chase because so it's it's like okay Sewell you could, slash yeah Chase. you could make you could make a very strong case for either of them and I understand what they did it's not a mistake by any means right you you want to uh, Zach Taylor, when he was on the phone with with uh, Jamar Chase, said, "Are you ready to finish what you and Joe started?" Yes. So that it's clear they wanted to reunite Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, and they did it. It's going to be exciting. Exactly. No getting, doubt it's going to be exciting. Getting a guy like Jamar Chase, that's not a that, like you're not making a mistake because you you need offensive line help. That that guy is going to make twenty touchdowns with Joe Burrow. 
you're gonna make you're gonna score a lot. You're gonna score a lot with that tandem there. So now they got T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and now Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, dude. And Mixon in the backfield. Mixon was coming Talk back healthy. Weapons. <sighs> boy, okay. oh boy, man. So there it is. We'll see what hat. We'll see if Joe Burrow can stay on his own two feet. All right. Miami took Jalen Waddle. I know that broke your heart a little bit because you, okay. you you really loved Jalen Waddle. You I mean, really I mean. love, but I'll tell you what, he's a great fit in Miami because not only are you putting him back with Tua, but you've got Devontae Parker and you have Will Fuller who can serve as your outside primary deep threat guys. And now you've got Jalen Waddle, who's the smaller Tyree kill type guy that can, he could definitely take the top off the defense, but he can definitely just catch the ball in an intermediate passing game and create space for himself. I loved it for Miami. Yeah. See, I, you're, and you're exactly right. I, my, my heart kind of sank when I, when I heard his name get called, but it's good for him. It's good for him. Like, and it, 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 it reminds me a lot of, of how I felt when the, the giants took Tony in a completely surprising move. So the giants end up with Kadarius, Tony, and you know, a lot of people think it's a reach, but you got to think about fit. I think Waddle and Tony ended up in the best positions in terms of fit. Now, now listen, listen to this. Like, obviously, they're not the like Waddle wasn't the wide receiver one. Neither was Tony. A lot of people didn't even have him as top five. But you got to think about fit. So you're exactly right. Waddle goes to a place where they already have established X big body wide receivers on the outside. Right. That's yeah. not the kind of receiver that Jalen Waddle is. He's on the inside. He's a twitchy. Uh, electric burner guy that can really do so much, a versatile electric receiver. That's what Waddle is. Tony's the same thing. Tony's like Jay- diet Jalen Waddle. That's what I like to call him. He's like, he's like, <laughs> like Jalen Waddle light. Okay. Right. The Giants already have Kenny Galladay, big X guy that can go up and get it, right? Deep threat. And then you have this guy. You can put Waddle and Tony anywhere. You can line them up. You can do. You can run, run, run a jet sweep. You can have them catch a slant and watch them go sixty yards just because he's faster than everyone else. I, I loved it. I loved it. I think. Yeah. I think Waddle. Waddle is going to do really good if he stays healthy. Really good. Yep. Yeah, you got to find a way to help your quarterback, and 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 Miami did that with Tua. Uh, they also took Jalen Phillips at eighteen, an edge rusher, physical freak. Guy, nothing wrong with that pick. Beef up the defense a little bit. They need edge rushers. Yeah. So I thought that was really sad. He's from Miami, you know, local. You've seen, I'm sure they've seen him a bunch of times. And I, his upside's for real. I mean, it, it's surreal. It's, it's, the guy's an absolute physical mm-hmm. freak. He tested out of the water. At a great pro day. Yeah. Great pro day. So I think that, I thought that, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but I thought that was really solid for them too. Yeah. Um, Okay, Detroit at number seven. I have a little bit of a gripe with Detroit because I really thought they should have traded back. The other thing, the only part about that is, is maybe there just weren't any takers. There were there were no trades in the top nine, which yeah. totally blew my mind. I, I did not. I thought there were going to be two in the top nine. We saw none. It was unbelievable. So yeah. Detroit ends up taking Penny Sewell out of Oregon, who I think was the consensus number one offensive lineman in the in the whole draft. Right. I I knew that Detroit was committed to taking a tackle, but I didn't think it needed to be Penny Sewell. Penny Sewell's going to be, a, like, he's a franchise 15-year franchise left tackle in the NFL somewhere. 
And he might make his living at right tackle in Detroit because Taylor mm-hmm. Decker is a really solid left tackle also. Yeah, I mean, this was the, you got to think about it. If Waddle and Chase are gone, I really thought they were going to go with Devontae Smith. And if that happened, if Devontae Smith, Waddle, and Chase all went before Sewell was gone, that would have blew my mind. But I mean, I I really, really thought they were going to go weapon here because they lost so many. You know, Galladay and Jones are gone now, so they have really no perimeter threats in the receiver right. position. But listen, they, they they traded for golf. They got they got their new quarterback now. They're going to want to protect him. So I mean, any team, any team that drafted Penesul was was not going to make it. It's like Kyle Pitts. Any team that drafted Penesul was not making a mistake. I mean, it, yeah. it never hurts to get a bona fide Hall of Fame ceiling level talent like Penesul. So I, I had no problem with it. I, I really don't. I, I would have liked to have seen them gotten a weapon for for golf to go there, but yeah, they went they went a different direction. But I, I don't I don't hate it. All right, Panthers in Denver. Uh, they um, go back. These, these, these were this. Yeah. This shook the whole. First of all, I think it shook the whole draft. This yeah. was the move that really shook the entire draft. Carolina, Carolina, not as much as Denver, but Carolina, Carolina not as much as Denver. You're, you're right. Carolina taking J.C. Horn was very okay. I heard they really liked him. Mm-hmm. When Denver took Patrick Sertan, I was like, "What?" Well, me as a Cowboy fan, I was like, "What the hell are we going to do?" My like, jaw, dro- my so jaw dropped when I when I heard they were taking. Tool's gone. Horn is gone. Sertan's gone. Pitts is gone. Like mm-hmm. those were probably the top four guys on Dallas's board, and they're all gone. Like, yeah. I was like, what on God's green earth are we going to end up doing? Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts? J.C. Horn to Carolina, Patrick Sertan to Denver. I feel very differently between the two of them. Yeah, so do I. I love Horn to Carolina. I do. Yeah. I, I thought that was a great pick. I don't. They don't have too many glaring needs on, on offense. They traded for Sam Darnold, quarterbacks locked down. D.J. Moore. Tackle, but. Yeah. Yeah. DJ, DJ, this was, I think I had Slater mocked here originally. So, uh, uh, DJ Moore on the outside. That's fine. They did lose Curtis Samuel. I mean, that, that, that does suck, but they still have DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. They'll have McCaffrey coming back healthy next year. So plenty of room to draft wide receiver. Also, they could always grab the second, third round. Sure. And and they had, they have a very young ascending defense, you know, Brian uh, with Brian Burns and Derek Brown and uh, Jeremy Chin in the back. That's good. So they, they firm that up with JC Horn. I like that a lot. Denver, on the other hand, what are you doing? (laughs) Justin Fields and Mac Jones are right there. They're right there. They didn't have to move for any, they could have had Justin Fields for nothing. They didn't have to give up any capital, no players, nothing. They could have had Justin Fields just fall right into their lap. And they take a corner. And their secondary is not bad. They've got... What are you doing? The only thing, the only thing I can even think to justify why they would take a corner, uh, they got Kyle Fuller on a one-year deal. Uh, Bryce Callahan's on a one-year deal. They got to think uh, they have to think long term, right? To to get solid options at the corner position. I get that. You're not going to find a sane person in the world who follows football even kind of that will tell you that cornerback is more valuable than quarterback. I get it. You you got Teddy Bridgewater. Cool. Are you going to roll with him and Drew Lock? Is that really your plan? You didn't get Fields or Joe. You just you didn't you didn't want to, what is, what are, what are you doing? Yeah. Like it was, 
I don't know, man. That's that's two reasons. The only two reasons that I can think of, and I agree with you on Carolina. I thought it was a really good fit. Uh, You know, physical, fast, hardworking corner J.C. Horn. I think fits well with what Matt wants to do. He'll be good. Um, He will be good. Denver, I was really surprised. First of all, I was pissed because, like, he took my player. Like, that was supposed to be our guy. Um, But the other thing was is that the only reason that I could think of why they didn't take Justin Fields is because they're going to try and make a play at Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson. Right, right? that's what I think. That's what their mindset was. The other part of it is is maybe they just – maybe they evaluated Justin Fields. And this is the exact opposite of what I heard. But maybe they evaluated Justin Fields and Mac Jones, and they're just like, you know, good but not great. We don't hold them in the highest regard. Yeah. But that's not what I heard. I heard that they loved Justin <laughs> Fields and loved Mac Jones. I had Denver trading up to get Fields. I had Denver trading up to get Justin Fields. Like, that was what I had. So that shocked the hell out of me. And again, I, I think I, I left my my grade sheet upstairs. But... I think I gave them like a C plus because I still like Patrick Sertan as a player. Yeah, I, I mean, it's to be a number one corner, but how do you really just how do you not? How do you not take a quarterback? It doesn't make any sense. What if you don't get Aaron Rodgers? That's it. You're done. Yeah. What if you don't get Aaron Rodgers? What if you don't get that? We don't even know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. With Deshaun forget, Watson. forget football. We don't even know what's going to happen to him. Right. Aaron Rodgers. I don't they, know. They, they, the, the Green Bay could get it done. They could extend him and he could just, you know, put his hands back and say, fine, I'll take the money and I'll just play for another couple of years. Then I'll retire and go host Jeopardy. You know, that if that's your, con- like, what's your contingency plan here? Do you have a backup? Do you have a plan B? It, 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 did you, are you really like saying, like, we'll be fine? We had Teddy Bridgewater to keep us going in the meantime. Is that really your How mindset? Long is the meantime. Exactly. What? Their roster's too good to not for them to have be like a t- have a top five pick next year. You are in Denver's a division five hundred next year. You are in a division with Justin Herbert, Mahomes, and Derek Carr. Get a, you need a quarterback now. Now you need a quarterback now. Like and right a, now, <laughs> and you had a golden opportunity to get one, and you missed the bus. I just and Justin Fields is going to be good in the NFL given the opportunity because. Like oh. again, there Justin Fields was looked at really highly before the draft process started. The most overly criticized prospect out of anyone for reasons I can't even understand. Yeah, dismantled Clemson with broken ribs. I know. Give the guy a break. He's a baller. He's gonna do fine. Stop, okay. Stop with the Ohio State quarterback nonsense. Sorry. All right, so here we go. This is our first trade, right? So Dallas trades back from 10 to 12. So the Eagles move up to number 10 and essentially screw over the Giants by taking Devontae Smith, who we knew because the Giants traded back and took a wide receiver, Kadarius Toney. So we really do have an idea that they were going to take wide receiver the whole way. And if Devontae Smith had fallen to them, they were going to take him. The Eagles land Devontae Smith. They needed a wide receiver. Let's just... I'll let you vent. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Brutus and Cassius over here, Den- uh, Philadelphia and Dallas really uh, <laughs> conspired together, you know, in their secret lair, trying to say, all right, hey, listen, we know the Giants are going to take Devontae Smith. They want him, but we want him too. What say you, you know- and me? Ma- what say you and me make a deal? 
you and just know that screw, Dallas just and just Philadelphia as less of a threat than the Giants. And we're just like, you know, we're going to keep Devontae Smith away from him. That's it. The, the, the Cowboys recognized that Philadelphia is going like this and the Giants are going like this. Yes. So they said, you know what? We don't like the fact that Devontae Smith could be a Giant. No, we don't. Why don't you guys go ahead and take him? We'll we'll back up. We'll give you <laughs> we'll give you our spot. Go ahead and grab him. Just give us a third. Give us a third. We'll be fine. We are our guys are all gone anyway. Pars, uh, Sertan, Pitts, uh, Horn. Horn. Those guys are gone. You know what? We don't have any gripes. Done deal. Go ahead. You know. And Jerry hangs up the phone, sits back in his little chair, and just watches I it all. What? It's, it's 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 like Darth Vader watching Alderaan being destroyed. Just sits back. <laughs> And just watches and just hmm, just gets this warm feeling in his ice his, cold, and, mm. his ice cold veins. <sighs> I'm sad. I was very dude. I was sad. my my head was in my hands because I love Devonte Smith, and now I have to watch him in an Eagles uniform. That kills me. That kills me. I listen. You, you, we talked about it before. I love Jalen Waddle. I love Jalen Waddle. I have no problem that he went to Miami. Good. Go go have a great career. But now I have to actively root against. Devontae Smith twice a year. Yep. I, I don't like that. I don't like that. And I'm angry at you and your and the 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 evil the organization. Dirty, you, cowboys. you pledge your allegiance to. Not fair. <laughs> Did not like that. But they need the Eagles needed a receiver like this. But man, was that a good move for Philadelphia? It was a great move Bastards. for Philadelphia. <laughs> I have no like I'm just a giant fan, so I'm just a salty giant fan, but God, I got to tip my cap, man. They did it. Yeah. They really did it. I, I was reading reports saying they could jump in front to get Smith. And I go, no way. No so, way. And then it unfolds right before my eyes. So uh, let's let's <sighs> stick with the with the trade here. Um, and we'll go to the other end. We'll, we'll, we'll skip over 11 and then we'll come back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Cowboys then move to 12 because Justin Fields goes to the Bears at, at, at 11 after the Giants trade back. Um and the Cowboys sit there at 12 and they take Micah Parsons at a, at a Penn state um, who again at, at the beginning of the day. And I guess at the end of the day too, was pound for pound, probably the best defensive player in the whole draft. Yeah, right. I agree. Mixture of athleticism and skill set and explosiveness and like all of that stuff that Micah Parsons has the highest upside of any defensive player in the whole draft. He could be Bobby Wagner. He could be Luke Keekley. Like he, he has that potential. Now, positional fit for the Cowboys, I don't think was perfect because Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith are there and they're both solid players. But, mm-hmm. you know, because at the beginning of the pick, I was just like, you know what? I don't love it, but I don't hate it. They could have done worse. And all the players that the Cowboys wanted were gone. So I loved the fact that they traded back and they got another day two pick. That was really cool for me. Um, the more I think about it, Dan Quinn is running this defense and he is going to find a way to get him on the field and be productive. What it boils down to for me is that Micah Parsons as the best defensive player pound for pound in the whole draft, he will in some way or another make this defense better in Dallas. What are you, what are your thoughts? You know what, man? He's He's such a cowboy. He's got a personality. He's a talker. He's such a Didn't you want him a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, I did. But he's just I, – I watched him, like, when he took the call, and then when they, when they he was at the mic, he's just – oh, I'm looking. I'm like, that 
that's a cowboy. That's, that's a cowboy he did, right he there. He does look like a cowboy. I will he say does. That. He's, he just he fits the mold. Just uh, can we move on? I don't like this. Yeah. I don't. I don't did, you know, like, I, did you like it? Should I? Should I like the 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 Parsons pick for Dallas? I, I I said before the draft, if they didn't take an offensive lineman, I think any defensive player would have fit. Linebacker was the one that kind of shocked me. I thought like maybe a Horn or Sertan would be there. I didn't think they'd both be gone, but yeah, right. I guess I didn't really consider all the other options if they were both not there. But yeah, okay. They need help on defense and Parsons is going to do that. It's flat yeah. out. But you need help on defense and Parsons is going to help you out. So he's, yeah, he's going to help you out. Yes, so yeah, I think I think you should like it. Okay, so the Bears take Justin Fields. They give up first rounder next year. They give up a fifth rounder this year and a fourth rounder next year, plus number 20 to get up to 11 with the Giants so they could take Justin Fields. Um, We're going to touch on the Giants in a second, but how did you feel about the move for the Bears? Look, I am going to put my... thrilled, period. Yeah. I, and I am. I, I was I was ecstatic once I found out the details of the trade. Now, when I saw that the Bears were trading up, I listen, I, I I said, good, good for you, Ryan Pace. Good for you, because you may have very just well saved your job. Yes. Okay. The Bears, plain and simple, were desperate for a quarterback. At 20, they knew they weren't gonna get one by just sitting there, right? They got they should be thanking their lucky stars that Justin Fields fell out of the top 10, right? And they found a trade partner that they could have called in Dave Gettleman. And for the first time in his career, Dave Gettleman accepted it and traded back. So Ryan Pace was desperate and he made an aggressive move to get a very good franchise quarterback. Bears fans should be thrilled. Bears fans should be really, really happy that they finally got it. Because nobody, who saw Justin Fields going to the Bears? Think about it. In in a... (laughs) <laughs> I didn't, I did not think so. They didn't even have to trade into the top 10. They did give up a lot. They did. But I, I do think in the end, that's why I'm avoiding using the word fleece because desperate people give up what they feel is necessary in order to get right. what they need. And, and if Justin Fields works in Chicago, then it isn't them being fleeced. I don't think it's so. Either. Be totally worth it. Just because you get more picks than you're giving up just because you're giving up more picks than you're getting does not mean you're getting fleeced. It's what you do with those picks. So right. if you draft Justin Fields at 11 and Justin Fields turns out being great, how, how did you get fleeced? Yeah. So, right. No, the, 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 but the giants did a great job getting capital. The bears did a great job getting fields. I think, I honestly think it was a win-win. I don't think it was an unfair trade in either direction. I do too. Hey, listen, Matt Nagy and, and Ryan Pace are both fighting for their job, right? I think mm-hmm. they got one more shot. And there was a sense of urgency in the building. And they said, listen, Justin Fields fell further than what we thought. And the Giants just got screwed by the Cowboys and the Eagles. So they might be looking to trade back. So they went for the opportunity. And again, they gave up a one next year. But if Justin Fields works, it's going to be worth it anyway. Right. So really like it for the Bears. Really do like it for the Bears. I do, however, love it for the Giants. The Giants did... Not only did they get because listen, Devontae Smith is a great wide receiver, and he's better than Kadarius Tony, but Kadarius Tony is pretty darn good too, and he's a very similar mold to somebody like Jalen Waddle, who you really like. And I think mm-hmm. now they've got a variety of different weapons with Galladay and Shepard 
Darius Slayton, you add Kadarius Tony to the mix, who is also going to be a dynamite special teams player. Um, and then you add Barkley to the mix, and you got Engram at tight end still. That offensive line is getting stronger. Look for them to address it even further today. But And they pick up a one next year from the Bears, and the Bears are probably not going to be very good next year, so that's going to be a good first-round pick. The Giants did something that was incredible yesterday in my eyes. Yeah. The thing that makes me so excited about Kadarius, Tony, just give him the ball. Give him the ball and let him Give work. him the ball and that's let him thing. go. He's not, he's not going to make crazy contested catches. And that's something he can improve. That's not something that like he just lacks you know, completely. Yeah. You can right. get better. Like that, That's a skill you can develop, right? He's a very polished route runner. He is a burner. And that guy with the ball in his hands, his, yard after, his yards after catch ability is just off the charts. Out of this world. He is electric with speed. He looks like CeeDee Lamb last year, yards after the catch. He is electric with speed. You can run him with jet sweeps. You could put him in the backfield. He was a converted running back. There's just so much he can do. There's so much. He's the, was one of the most versatile, dynamic players in this draft. And I yeah. am so excited to watch him go. And, and you picked up a one. We picked up a one next year. I mean, I... That's awesome, dude. <laughs> if, if the Two Giants, first round picks next year is going to be great. Could you imagine if they took Bateman, though? you imagine if they took Bateman? I don't know how... Uh, listen, Matt, I love... I just, I just, I just had Bateman as an, as an overall... I had Bateman as an overall better prospect, but I'm not, I'm not upset with Tony at all. No, I wouldn't be either. Like, Tony... Elijah Moore and Tony and Bateman and like everybody after the first three, the next like five or six are around the same tier for yeah. me. So I, 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 I thought it was a great job by the giants. Um, so, okay. happy. so let's, let's try to motor through the rest of these because I think we're really, we're kind of running out of trades now. Mm-hmm. So um, the chargers got Ray Sean Slater at 13. I thought that was a steal. That was a great, loved, loved it. no brainer fell right into their yeah. lap. That was great. Loved it. Um, Okay, let's spend a little bit of time on this. Mac Jones to the Patriots. I had this. I had Mac Jones you falling did. to the Patriots. And, and once the Niners rumors came out, I think everybody kind of started fleeing away from it uh-huh. because we, we all thought he was going to go to the Niners. <laughs> but the Patriots sit at 15 and get quite possibly the perfect fit for their system. Right, yeah. I mean, it's just so perfect, Matt. Matt Jones is going from Alabama to New England. I mean, it's from Nick Saban to Bill Belichick. <laughs> you, you're you're going to get the most out of Mac Jones in New England. And I, I like it. I like it a lot. And I think that, that New England is very happy with, with what they've done. So let's see. We'll see if Mac Jones is for real. Cause you'll, you'll know if he goes, you'll know. Cause he's in New England. Yes. So the no, questions, yeah, the will. questions will be answered. Yes. Uh, Arizona took Zaven Collins. At number 16. That was a little bit of a head scratcher for me. Yeah, a little shocking. He's kind of a combo linebacker. He can do both as a pass rusher and in coverage. I think he's a good player. Excuse me. But I guess they're trying to give versatility to the linebacker position. They lost to Son Reddick. So maybe they're just trying to have Zaven Collins and Isaiah Simmons, guys that do very similar things, both playing in the middle, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was weird. They go they go first round linebackers in back to back years. And Isaiah Simmons is a great player. He didn't have great a super. Player. He had a he had a nice year uh, in the later half. He actually got off to a really weird start. They had him on like a snap count. And he wasn't even playing that much. But uh, they they're going to be interesting. Their front is really scary now. They yeah. got JJ Watt, they'll Chandler Jones coming back now. Simmons and Collins in the middle. Still got Buda Baker in the secondary. Yes, I like it. I, it wasn't. It, it's not one of those like blow your mind moves, but. I think it was solid. It he'll was solid be a, he'll be a solid player. I'm not sure he'll ever be 
a superstar, but he'll be a solid player yeah. for a long time. Yeah. He's a good player. Um, the Raiders, Alex Leatherwood at 17. Now, this listen, is such a Raiders pick. It is such a Raiders pick because Alex Leatherwood is an incredibly high character guy, great culture guy. And I knew that they were going to do something like this. I just thought it was going to be Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State. Yeah. But Alex Leatherwood, and I think he's going to be a good NFL player. I didn't have it. I had him going in round one, but later round one. Mm -hmm. Listen, it's definitely a reach. So I don't love the pick. But it just, every time they do this, Matt, it doesn't seem to hurt them. They always turn out to be at least somewhat good players, right? Yeah. Leland Farrell was a bit of a reach at four. Damon Arnett. Guys, like, they always do this, but it never seems to really come back and hurt them. Yeah, I mean, they, listen, they gutted their offensive line in the offseason. Gutted like, it. it. It's gone. Everyone's gone. So, I mean, they, they, had to, they had to do something. And when, like you, like you just said, we've seen it. When the Raiders get their guy, they get their guy. They're like, this is the guy we want. We don't care where we're drafting him. He's our guy. We want him. We're going to take him here. I and will then, say, though, Alex Leatherwood has some freaky good tape. Yeah. Dude's Freaky nice. good tape. I think he has the scariest name also. Alex Leatherwood. Like, like Leatherwood. Isn't that just a Raiders offensive yes. lineman name? Yes, Le- it is. Leatherwood. Leatherwood. It's so cool. Good uh, all right. Jalen Phillips goes to the Dolphins at, uh, at 18. 19 yep. was Washington. They took Jamin Davis, the linebacker out of Kentucky. Yeah. That's going to work. Listen, even if it was a little bit of a reach for me, that's going to work in that for in that front were you were you shocked that Zayvon Collins and Jamin Davis both went before uh Jeremiah Usukoromo who yes. still hasn't been drafted yes I thought he was going to be the second linebacker drafted after Me Parsons I'm shocked he fell out of the first round I'm really shocked too but that's gonna work Jamin Davis is yeah. gonna work he's a good Washington. player no no doubt about it uh 20 the Giants took it areas Tony we talked about that 21 uh I predicted this pick right, and I again, it to me it was a perfect fit for Indianapolis. They get Quiddy Pay, and we've talked about this on numerous occasions. I'm I'm scarred personally by Michigan pass rushers, but every time I watch Quiddy Pay, he's consistently in the backfield. Yeah, he's, he's gonna be good. always in it. He just made a, a great Colts defense even better. Yeah, that, that, I'm telling you, man, watch out for that team next year. They're gonna make noise. They're gonna be so good. Yeah, they're gonna be really good. Uh, Tennessee took Caleb Farley. Now he fell because of the back injury. This was kind of a swing for the fences move. Cause he's not, if he's not healthy, then that's, that's not great. Well, if he is healthy, there's a lot of upside there. Yeah. I had them taking uh Farley. I, I also had them. I think I had Newsom in one mock also. Yes. Uh, so yeah, listen, uh, they lost to Dory Jackson. So, I mean, they got to supplement Butler's gone too. Malcolm Butler's gone too. They got to supplement their secondary somehow. And Caleb Farley, like uh, back surgeries aside, Caleb Farley's a nice player. Really? Caleb Farley's a really nice player. So if he can stay healthy, I think he's going to be a really nice addition to that secondary. So I agree. Good. I agree. The Vikings, I, I actually love what the Vikings did too, because the Vikings were able to pick up two third round picks. And I think they picked up who they originally wanted. They got Christian Darasaw at number 23. Yeah. I thought they were going to take him at 14 because that's what I heard is they loved Christian Darasaw. So loved what Minnesota did at 23, able to get their guy that late. Yeah. I can't wait to watch Darasaw. Dude, Darasaw is a big, he's dude. a big dude. He's going to be, he's a, he's a mauler. And I think that's going to be, exa- and that's exactly what they need. They need a big inside guy. That's just going to pancake block for, for cousins and give him protection. And that's all they need. Pay, make holes for Dalvin cook too. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to watch it. This was a good pick. Good for yep. them. 
24 for the Steelers was Najee Harris. That's where we yeah. got our first running back off the board. Yeah, it was the most predictable move ever. Yeah, other than Lawrence, I think that was the safest bet that you knew they were going to go running back. Not a terrible move because they couldn't run the ball at all last year. Yeah. So I thought it was a pretty decent move by them. At least give them some semblance of a running game. Um, 25 was uh, ETN to the Jags. 26, Greg Newsom, the Northwestern corner to Cleveland. I yeah. thought I thought if Owusu Koromoa made it to 26, the Browns were going to take him. Right. But that isn't what happened. They ended up going corner. You add him to the group with Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams. Yeah, I mean, listen, they, they got Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams. They signed John Johnson also. Yeah. They have Grant Delpit, their first-round pick from LSU, the safety that, that tore his Achilles, I believe, in training camp, who was out for the year. They have him coming back now. Right. That is a stacked secondary. Yeah, really serious secondary. Greg Newsom, he had some injury concerns too, but he's a really nice, really nice player. Yeah. Um, 27. Okay, so let's touch on both Baltimore picks here. So Baltimore took Rashad Bateman at 27. I'm and then at 31, they, were, they took Jason Owe, the pass rusher out of Penn State. Mm-hmm. I knew they were going to go receiver and pass rusher in the first round. I'm surprised they didn't go with somebody like Aziz Ojolari. Yeah. But uh, Jason Owe is... This is an upside guy. He's zero sacks last year at Penn State. So they're taking a swing on upside here. But he does remind me a lot of Matt Judon. So I think this could work out. Bateman is the exact receiver they need. Jason Owe is kind of a, all right, let's see what you can do kind of pick. Yeah, I definitely uh, agree with Bateman being the type of receiver they need. I actually I had him mocked to 27 uh, to the Ravens originally. Uh, he's exactly what they need. They have a bunch of complimentary guys. They just don't have that X, that wide receiver one. Bateman can fill that role beautifully for them. So I think that's yeah. that was really good. Owe was a little bit of a shock. I do agree. I thought Ojolari was going to go before him. Um, but, I mean, listen, they, they're, they're taking a swing. They, you're right. They lost. Um, Yannick Ngakwe is gone. Matt Judon is gone. Uh, so, I mean, they got to supplement their pass rush. Okay? It can't just be Calais Campbell out there. So I think they're doing they, – they did a good job. So – these were good. They got they they traded away Orlando Brown, got an extra first round pick, and then they got they filled two big needs. So you know, yeah, we'll did. see. We'll uh, see. Okay, so the two worst first round picks of the round went back to back. Peyton Turner to the Saints, and then Eric Stokes to the Packers. Now we touched yeah. on Eric Stokes a little bit before. Just what are you doing, right? Like it just, mm-hmm. it, another corner. I just I don't get it. And Eric Stokes might be a fine player in the NFL, but yeah. what are you doing? Peyton Turner was a reach beyond reaches yeah. for New Orleans at 28. I just, that I don't get. I mean, I, I guess because Trey Hendrickson signed with Cincinnati, they lost another pass rusher. So maybe they want to, they want to get somebody opposite Cam Jordan. I guess. Sure. Okay. But I don't know, man, your offense is still pretty thin, right? Yeah. It, Thomas and Kamara. And then who else? Maybe get a supplementary guy there. You're not going to get yeah, a right. quarter, you're not going to get a quarterback. I mean, you're you're picking 28th, so maybe right. just get I don't know. Maybe get Elijah Moore. Maybe get somebody like that, Rondale Moore. I don't know. I don't know what right. I wanted the Saints to do here, but not that this, this was get Jeremiah get a Wusu Koromoa. This was a line stretch. him up next to Demario Davis. Do something like that. Yeah, I, I, um, don't, I don't know. Oh, I had I had Nick Bolton mocked there. I believe I th- I've had that for a while too. That uh-huh. linebacker spot. Yeah. Um, Okay, uh, really quick, we got like a minute left. Greg Rousseau to the Bills. I thought that was a really good fit. 
Um, he was at the draft. So I was like, he's going round one. He got a round one promise. Mm-hmm. Buffalo's a really good spot for him, I think. Yeah, so now they, they got him, Ed Oliver, AJ Epinesa. They're going to have a nice front seven. They have a nice front. And then the Bucks ended the first round with Joe Tryon out of uh, Washington. Adding Again, they're drafted for depth. A rotational pass rusher who's a big guy. He'll get after the quarterback. Yeah, did it matter? Did it matter what they were going to do? No. It really didn't. It really didn't. Uh, okay, round two is rounds two and three are today. Make sure you tune in. We'll definitely be going over it on Monday. And then again, probably on Friday, we'll do a lot of draft stuff. But this is Guido's Gridiron Blitz. We will see you next week. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.